Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the early line. Pro Bowl yesterday. How about that, Donnie? The Pro Bowl. Roaring success, NFC gets the victory. Let's start here. How much Pro Bowl over Thursday and Sunday did you consume? Uh, Thursday night, I saw one toss of a balloon and checked out. Sunday yesterday, I was on Twitter and found out that, yes, the Pro Bowl was actually going on. So if they do the Nielsen rating from DRS's household, what is that, a point zero 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 one? I guess I added to the ratings, I would say. Wow. Now, uh, uh, a real shame for you. Pro Bowl? Mm. Now, Pro Bowl Thursday was me. a waste. Pro Bowl Thursday was a waste. Okay. <laughs> Some of the activities on Pro Bowl Sunday, the best catch stuff was terrible. I've never seen guys in a contest stop trying the way that they did. Shout out Stefan Diggs, whose best moment of the best catch contest uh-huh. Was seemingly kicking the football that maybe or maybe did not hit a cameraman in the face. They didn't show it. Um, the the flag football tournament, though, Donnie, it rocked. It was good. It was actively good. It was fun to watch. They were actually trying enough. The entertainment was there. The joy uh, that you kind of want from an all-star game was there. It worked. Flag football worked. Now, if we're taking a look at this, and again, I'm not saying that we can't have like a fan weekend here for the Pro Bowl games, Kevin, but it just makes more sense to move this to the Super Bowl city and have that whole Thursday, Friday, Saturday leading into the Super Bowl and Sunday would make much more sense to me. But it sounds like that the players actually cared more about the 7-on-7 than they did for the Pro Bowl itself the way it was held before. Because as Christian McCaffrey said, man, I don't need to get hit anymore. Like, I'm coming out here as a celebration for my season and what it used to be. Get out there and play three and a half quarters in a Pro Bowl game and take extra meaningless hits at the end of the season. There can be, I guess, a happy medium overall. But you're right. Thursday, I didn't really need to see any of that. If it's centerpieced around a flag football game on a Sunday or a Saturday, so be it Super Bowl weekend. I mean, I'm going to just pull some fans out of the stands here next. You know what I mean? Come on now. I mean, what are we doing? Well, I, I think, look, Tyler Huntley being there was essentially the equivalent, right? <laughs> I think this will get guys to show up. And, and that matters, Donnie, right? 
Mm. I think, again, from someone like yourself who discarded the whole thing, if that flag football game is Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, uh, you know, the stars of the sport, you don't think you're going to be more interested in it? No, no. But I always use this equation, Kevin. I played Division Three football. I will never watch yeah. Division Three football. When I know what NFL football is about, that's what I want to watch. There's a Super Bowl on deck. I get it. You can use it as a fan weekend, I understand. But there's nothing that's ever going to say, you know what? I'm out and about on a Sunday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon. I got to get home to check out the Pro Bowl games. That's never going to come across my wavelength. Okay, so fair, but you know they're not going to play a real football game. Yeah. You, your, your solution of cancel it is not a solution. That doesn't actually fix anything because they're clearly not going to cancel it. Radio audience is here on a Monday morning. The early line, Sirius XM, channel 159. Do you, do you agree that the flag football works better than the nonsense that they were doing in pads and helmets? I mean, I guess to a degree, but I don't know how many degrees we're moving up at this point here because the Pro Bowl was an absolute travesty and it's been that way for about 10 years. They're trying to replace it because, again, and the players have to understand this as well. They could all say, like, look, just vote me into the Pro Bowl and staying home here. Then the NFL counters and goes back, oh, yeah, your compensation overall depends on you guys getting out there for the Pro Bowl. Not because of one game they can earn 50 or 100 grand. It's because that's in the television rights here. That's another game. That's hundreds of millions of dollars over a decade that ESPN is probably going to pay for that nonsense that's out there. So the players do mm -hmm. have an obligation technically to show up there. If you're a kid, you know, bring them out. I, I, look, there's ways different, but from an NFL guy, the Pro Bowl should have been canceled a long time ago. Vote them to the Pro Bowl, send them a check. We don't ever want to see them on our TV screen unless it's shaking hands with fans. I don't need it, but maybe eight to 10 year olds get a kick out of it. Look, it's going to still be watched by millions of people, and the players liked it. So, again, you can't, we, and I, you know this too. We've had, you know this. You know it's not like it's not watched. It's watched at a very high level. Oh, you yes. Know Anything NFL is watched. Sure. So, they're, again, they're going to keep rolling it out there. Here's the one thing I'll say. There's no betting on the Pro Bowl this year, at least that I saw. I wonder if the sports books needed a year to see mm. what was what. I would never hang odds on best catch. Don't waste your time with the wall pull. But odds on the flag football game, I think, could come in, DRS. I mean, honestly, you probably just make it pick every year. But it drums up a little bit of interest to get people involved uh, with the games, I think, that way. The, the one thing I would say, though, Kevin, would you rather have them play seven-on-seven seven or an actual pickup basketball game five-on-five? Because there are some good athletes, and that maybe would be more entertaining for me. How about that? I'll tell you this, the, the, put the basketball game in place of that terrible best catch contest. And now you have yourself a real stunner weekend uh -huh. there uh, out in Las Vegas. We're going to talk about the Cardinals on the other side of the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or... 
get goofy officially, step up like a boss and save the day, or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Arizona Cardinals are still looking for their head coach. They have seemingly though narrowed it down to three guys. The Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka, former Dolphins head coach and current or was with the Steelers as a linebacker coach, Brian Flores, and then the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator, Lou Anaromo. These are three really interesting names. And I think it speaks, you know, Donnie, to some degree Really, other than Sean Payton and Harbaugh, we didn't have a long list of headline-grabbing coaching candidates out there, right? I I don't think you're going to see a a decision made here where people are going to be screaming from the mountaintops, well, this is the best hire you could have ever made. It doesn't mean that these are bad hires, but in terms of making a splash, that just doesn't seem like the end result is going to be here for Arizona. No, and it doesn't, Kevin. Let's also equate it, too, because Indianapolis is still up in the air now who they're going to hire as a head coach. And he's the Indianapolis, and we're going to go over 15 candidates, bring them back 16 times during interviews. But every time they sort of whittle it down, it's like, boy, that's all you're going to be left up with at this point. And the same thing with the Arizona Cardinals here. Is this a case of, Kevin, because there were some rock stars out there to be had. But are those rock star type coaches looking at these two teams? And I I lump it in with Arizona because we're going to talk about that right now as – Boy, I don't know how appealing that is. And from a fact of the matter of, you know, where are you going to be in the future of this team? How committed is this organization to winning? And also, what are some of the leftover pieces? Now, we're going to talk about that in just in a few moments. But if you look at it again, Brian Flores, who was an NFL coach for the Dolphins, and I'm sure he would make a fine head coach. Offensive coordinator Mike Kafka under that Andy Reid tree learned under Dable. He'll probably make a decent coach. Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, again, a very good defensive coordinator. But are these guys just sitting back going, okay, like we're the finals finalists in this, and it would be great to get a head coaching job, but is this the right move for the future? Because Brian Flores was already a head coach, as I prefaced. If he gets this job and it doesn't work out, probably not going to be a head coach anymore. If you're Mike Kafka here, starting to make a splash in the NFL, is this the exact situation you want to go to? Or how about Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo? Now, you take a look at him. Sometimes, hey, look, man, I got a pretty easy pass here in Cincinnati. I got a really good football team. You don't have to worry about the offense. Joe Burrow is going to be the quarterback. Do I make that move? And it's because I always wanted to be a head coach in the NFL. Is that the perfect move for us? Because as we know, Kevin, there's a lot of holes here in this Arizona Cardinals job. It's, you're right. It's not the cleanest fit in the world. Mm -hmm. To, I want to throw something your way, though. You are, right, 
you look at these three guys, only one of them's offensive. Yep. Which is why I'm almost hesitating on saying, Donnie, of the three, who do you like the most? I know the answer. It's probably the offensive guy. Can I throw out a, a counter approach maybe? And this could be totally wrong. So you, and I know you'll tell me if I am. Yes. With Shanahan and McVeigh in the division, is there an argument to be made that going after a defensive rock star head coach in either Flores or Anaromo is the better approach for the Arizona Cardinals? I think the selling point, to be honest with you, is on the Bengals coordinator on a rumo. And the reason being is here, he comes with the cachet going like, you want to beat guys like Patrick Mahomes? I got the key to this. No matter what week, no matter who we're playing, I got a flawless defensive scheme that's going to be able to get after it. There is some cachet to that, and I hear it. But it would be a little bit different if, let's just say, it was the Vegas Raiders job opening up and go, hey, man, we saw you on tape the past four games. So you really did a great job on Patrick Mahomes. You're going to face him 20-plus uh, times over the next 10 years and maybe more if we actually get into the playoffs here and have to play the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think that adds a little bit. But I got to tell you, though, Kevin, it's Kyler Murray. Like you're sitting down as an Arizona franchise and you're asking these guys, you know, what are you going to do with Kyler Murray? Am I listening to Brian Flores? Well, I mean, Brian Flores basically told Tua Tagovailoa, hey, man, I didn't draft you. I don't want you here. And quite frankly, I hope you're not here next year. Well, maybe that's not the best way to take a young quarterback with some talent here. And if you take a look at Anarumo, is this the guy that goes, hey, look, I'm going to hire out some coordinator. Uh, Kyler, you want to step in my office every once in a while just to say hello? That's fine, but I'm not talking offense with you here. i got to get my defense together, which always leads you to an offensive guy like a Mike Kafka. I'm not saying Kafka is the greatest thing because what do you get charged up more for? Mike Kafka, the play caller, or Mike Kafka, the guy who guided a quarterback to 15 touchdown passes in 2022, right? So there's not a lot of you know extracurricular stuff that you can look at these guys and go, boy, I really like it. But I have to tell you, if I'm the Bidwell family and I'm looking, Somebody has to come in and get the ear of Kyler Murray, either to A, study film, or B, be a little bit more inventive on offense so he buys into that massive contract and can be productive after a knee injury over the next couple of seasons. The two defensive coordinators, you're right, for me, they would be out at this point. I'm only going offense because this franchise needs somebody to get a hold of Kyler Murray and make him buy in. My, my problem is I want nothing to do with Kafka. That season, when we already assigned so much credit to Dable, that's what we're doing, Donnie? Like, that's yeah. so bizarre to me that when I'm looking at the – Kafka wouldn't finish last for me from the group, and I take my chance that Brian Flores or Big Lou can pull in Kyler. You know, one of the sneaky things, DRS, they have the third overall pick, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, they have an opportunity to get a rock star here – in this draft, wouldn't be surprising if they went defense. So you pair that now with the brand-new head coach who's going to coach that side of the football. I wonder if that starts to factor in as well. I, I think the other funny thing is, and it's something that you alluded to when we were doing 7-7, seven and seven, there are two names that are not on this list that are going to coach in the Super Bowl. Eagles offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Steichen, I think. I, not great with names. Gannon, for sure. Nailed that one. But, Donnie, I mean, the fact that these two guys are going to probably miss out on jobs because they're in the Super Bowl, it just, the NFL teams are really, really bad at this stuff, man. They're really bad at it. 
Now, by the, by the way, uh, Shane Steichen, yes, he got close there. Better than Gronk's Shane Spikeman a few weeks ago on the telecast before the Whoa, Eagles played the Giants. Like but hear me out on this, Kevin. Hear me hear me out on this. I have a little levity to this situation. The Colts are going to do something never seen before in the NFL, which you remember last time when one coach backed out, Josh McDaniels, from taking the Colts' job. They went out and got Frank Reich from the Eagles. I'm hearing from a little birdie here, Kevin, that the first co-coaches will be named in Indianapolis, which would be Steichen for the offense, and then Gannon for the defense, and they will both be head coaches there, quote-unquote, in for the Colts. That's what I'm waiting on the Colts factor of this. But also, if we take a look at roll it back, like the cachet of these type of play callers and what gets done and what doesn't get done, if you're looking from an Arizona perspective, Kevin, because you see this a lot in different sports, you have the player's coach, the offensive talented guy, it didn't work out. So what do you do? Go for another college coach who had a crazy offense and see if that works with Kyler Murray? No, don't usually flip the script. You go to like a defensive coach who's a little bit older, more mature, a different vibe to the football team. Maybe Arizona is actually looking at that angle going, we just have to change the culture. Even if Arumo or Flores, Kevin, isn't the right guy for the job overall to win us a Super Bowl, maybe with the next two to three years, he can they can set the franchise back in that same direction, and then we can put somebody in there who might be able to take us over the top. Because it seems like it's a fractured franchise right now that doesn't know if it actually likes its quarterback, but paid its quarterback, and asking the next coach to come in and go, oh, by the way, you won't even have this guy probably for 70% of the season next year. Good luck. I... And that, that's where the Kyler thing is so interesting. And here's, so it's hard to get into this because it's, it's such an unknown, but who is the week one starter in Arizona? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's almost a rhetorical question, Donnie, because Donnie, there's no, there's no way to know what this team looks to do knowing that Kyler Murray is not going to be ready to start this season. And also, what about their star wide receiver? Is he still going to be there? Is Hopkins going to want out oh. when they go, hey, man, got a great quarterback for you here. We just made a move. Fifth-round pick for Taylor Heineke. Get excited out there in the desert. No, that's not going to be the case here at this point. So there's a lot of things up for grab, including your offensive playmakers. And also, Kevin, offseason, free agency's coming up. Hey, sign with me, guys. Who's throwing me to football? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, no thanks. I, I know two things about the Hopkins thing. When he gets mm. traded, it's going to infuriate me how low uh, the value is. And it won't be the Baltimore Ravens that trade ultimately for DeAndre Hopkins because they have no interest in wide receivers at all. We're going to go back to the Super Bowl. Look at the pass catchers coming up on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. And I guess the appropriate starting point, Donnie, is maybe the questions around some of the key Chiefs guys here. Uh, let's go. I mean, Dr. Donnie, why not? We can only do this so many more times. Expectation is Juju Smith Schuster and Kadarius Tony play in this game, no? Yes, it looks like that. And then again, it's the Super Bowl. So guys are going to be lining up there. Even if you're questionable or a game time decision, it's really hard to miss the Super Bowl. And especially if you have a couple of guys dinged up at the wide receiver position, it looks like Hardman probably not going to make it to the starting gate. Those guys are getting around the clock care right now, trying to get themselves ready for this football game. But I would be surprised here, Kevin. Let's just say Hardman is down, which looks like it's probably going to be the case. I would be really surprised if Tony uh, misses this game and or Juju Smith-Schuster at this point, even if they're not 100%. Heck, if they're 50%, Kevin, they're going to give it a go in this game. And but that's tricky, DRS, right? Mm-hmm. What do we do with their props? Do we just stay away completely? Do we go unders? We know the vulnerability there of betting guys who are hurt. I right now am not on, and I don't know if I will be, any of these Chiefs uh, passing options here in the props market either direction. And if you're taking a look here on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Kevin, you say, boy, I'd like to get in on a lot of these receivers here and find some value on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not available at the FanDuel Sportsbook here. Only Travis Kelsey is showing up as a pass catcher. Now, obviously, Jerick McKinnon is in there and Isaiah Pacheco, which we'll get to those numbers in just a few moments. But I don't think there is any value. Like, oh, let me take Juju Smith-Schuster. He looks great at this point. And also, from a perspective of, let's just say, an odds maker of the FanDuel Sportsbook, are they giving a discount here for Juju Smith-Schuster if he plays or Kadarius Tony? Like, oh, by the way, we know he's banged up. So normally we'd hang a uh, 56 and a half on Juju Smith-Schuster. It's now down to 22 and a half. That's not going to be the case here. But I think you're right about that. The ultimate equalizer on profits is a blowout one direction or obviously an injury the other way. There's no way, I'm saying to myself, if Juju Smith-Schuster is lined appropriately from what he has been during the season that I'm going to take him, no shot. That's one play, one re-aggravation of the injury, and you're out for the ball game here trying to cash that ticket, Kevin. Yeah, and again, the fact that Kelsey's still listed out there kind of shows that they know people want to be involved with Travis. I Is the answer, though, just betting him to score a touchdown, DRS? Minus 125. Do you just line it up and almost guarantee that this bet comes in here? I, I think it's a good option because if the Kansas City Chiefs do score a touchdown, what are we anticipating here, right? Maybe a one-yard run out of Pacheco, a, a slip screen here for Jarek McKinnon. But so many wide receivers damage goods out here, which we don't know if they're going to play or how healthy or what packages they have. The one thing that you do know, Kevin, we get inside the red zone, inside the 20, 15, 10, 5. That's Travis Kelsey territory, man. I mean, that's who you go to. And also, it's going to be interesting to see how the Philadelphia Eagles do line up in bracket coverage on him. Because the one thing, if you can nitpick at the Philadelphia Eagles defense, it's not the secondary, Kevin. It's not the front four. 
It's the linebacking crew. Decent, but not above average across the board. Like, this is where we lean into it, as we were talking about the San Francisco 49ers. So for me, I don't know which way is actually best here, Kevin. Would it be to take the yardage, which now the FanDuel Sportsbook sits at 79.5 for Kelsey, which you can see, certainly. Is it the anytime touchdown scoring market for Travis Kelsey, which you know he's going to get red zone targets if they make it into the red zone? Or... Is it just overall volume? We're just going to take his receptions prop to the over because we've seen it in the past, Kevin. He can accumulate five, six, seven catches and get 40, 50, or 60 yards, which is well below. You have to remember, you're going up against a good defense and also an offense in the Philadelphia Eagles that can chew some clock. 79 and a half for a tight end is a crazy high number. That's what you're looking for from star wide receivers. If you just flip it around to the other side here, A.J. Brown is 72 and a half. Devonta Smith is 63 and a half here. When you know the focal point of your offense is going to be Travis Kelsey, is he going to be able to get those big plays? Can he score touchdowns where you know in the red zone we're going to put Chauncey Gardner-Johnson over the top bracket coverage here with the linebacker? You know that's what they're going to look for at this point. And maybe it's just overall, as I said, volume. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, or 12 targets, which turns out to be 7 or 8 catches. Who cares about the yards and the touchdowns? You could still cash in the ticket that way. It's a great breakdown by you. Then we get over to the Eagles side of it. Mm -hmm. I am on a Goddard prop. I'm on a Devonta Smith prop. I am not on an A.J. Brown prop. I've been on A.J. in the divisional round in the conference championship game. That feels like it's going to burn me. That's okay, though. If it does, that means good things probably come in for the Philadelphia Eagles. But, Donnie, isn't that how it usually works for gamblers? You bet a guy two in a row, you get out. Next week, he just has a huge game, 120 yards or something. Yes. Yeah. That's, it really is the way it feels, too, because you're wait. This is not where, boy, it took a long time and injuries for A.J. Brown to get going on the Eagles. He's a 1,500-yard wide receiver that you watch during the regular season scorch opponents' defenses, particularly not very good defenses. But I'm on the same wavelength as you at this point. You enter into this game and you go, for the past two weeks, Man, I don't even know if the Philadelphia Eagles are going to throw a single pass in the second half. How am I going to cash any of these tickets in, right? It's a terrible feeling to have, but you can't operate that way. If you're telling me right now, let's just say the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe their team total is somewhere around 25 points, 25 and a half. I think the Eagles get into the 30s. It's hard to believe that at the end of the game, they're like, what happened here? Rushing touchdown here from Jalen Hurts. Rushing touchdown from Boston Scott and two from Miles Sanders. And it was 28 to 7 at the break. The game ended up 31 to 17 or whatever it would be. And the Eagles just ran the clock by getting a few first downs and then punting and not worrying about the rest of the game. It's so hard to bet that way with an offense as electric as the Eagles, which they can hit you from any different way. Dallas Goddard, a tight end. Devonta Smith on the opposite side. Also, obviously, as we talked about, A.J. Brown. But he's been silent the same way a lot of these big pass catchers have been silent. Why? Because when you're only playing one half of football, Kevin, what are you actually signing mm-hmm. up for at this point? And I got caught up in that same web, Kevin, in game one and two in the division round and the, and the uh, championship round with you as well. Going, mm-hmm. boy, sooner or later they're going to break out. But it's hard to bet again going like they don't even need to move the football or even get a first down. How am I going to get these props? I think that changes in the Super Bowl, though. I hear you. So let's go over Goddard then. We're both backing Goddard. This feels like we are are kind of, um, we're not on the same bet, but it's we're one of the same here, right? If Donnie hits, I should hit. If I hit, Donnie should hit. I'm on the longest reception for him at Mm -hmm. 18 and a half. He's over that in eight of 14 games, but more notably, Donnie, we have now seen the Chiefs allow a 20-plus yard reception 
in five of the last seven games against opposing tight ends, they struggle at the tight end position. No, they do. And, and there's a lot of different ways you can attack the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Most notably, the secondary is very young, which then leads to that bracket coverage we talk about, which is simple, right, Kevin? It's just a safety over the top. You let a linebacker play and say, look, I got you covered deep, cover this guy in the flat. But also, the Kansas City Chiefs coming in a little bit banged up with Willie Gay Jr., a little nicked up heading into the Super Bowl game. So that's something else to keep an eye on. But also with Kelsey. Six targets, five targets, seven targets. That's the last three games. And if you want to look at those games, that was the Giants to end the season where, again, the Eagles built a 19-0 lead and just slipped walk all the way to a victory. Seven catches for 46 yards. The Giants game, five for 58 in a touchdown here. And Kevin, in that game, again, sleepwalking to a victory. Didn't have to do anything in the second half. And then you still had six targets for only 23 yards, though, in that game against San Francisco. Again, sleepwalking to a victory once both of those quarterbacks got injured. There was no more threat from the San Francisco 49ers. So if you try to extrapolate that into the Super Bowl, where again, we're not prefacing this on the Eagles at the half, just taking the air out of the football against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Kevin, you've noted this multiple times throughout the year. Nobody sees Kansas City get down 14-0. He goes, well, Time to get some sleep for tomorrow because there's no way Kansas City can come back in this game. You're looking full throttle for the Philadelphia Eagles all the way through just to put Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to sleep no matter what the score is at this point. But I do think Dallas Goddard does have a big game. because, As I always say, Kevin, the easiest pass to make is to a wide-open tight end five yards over the middle. Multiple catches, multiple targets, and a legitimate chance at a touchdown for Dallas Goddard this weekend in the Super Bowl. Which would be fantastic. Then to Devonta mm -hmm. Smith. I bet him for 60-plus receiving yards. I, when you use the alt market on FanDuel, you could pay a little more juice. And I'm not – I here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I'll pay the extra juice for him to land at 60 and win a bet as opposed to lose a bet. That's just kind of what it is right now in this market. He's gone over this in eight of ten games. But DRS, the Chiefs, again, we said struggling with tight ends. Also, number two wide receivers. Number two wide receivers have hit this with consistency. Higgins last week, Zay Jones the week before, Renfro over the number, and a number of options throughout the regular season. We saw this cash in here. I, I like Devonta Smith. He's become really a, a, a 1A, 1B with A.J. Brown. I think you got some value here on 60-plus receiving. I think you might have it from Slim Batman out on the field. And also, look, wide wow. receivers are absolutely divas. Yet it Skinny Batman, yeah. You know, slim, you know, Slim Reaper, Skinny Batman. Maybe a Slim Batman out there this weekend. But I do like Skinny Batman as a name. K-Dub, Skinny Batman, side by side. No, no, maybe no, A little no, bit no. there. But what would it be, no. Donnie? Go ahead. Pull the trigger. What would it be? <sighs> BB, Big Batman. Like, what would we be talking <laughs> So, yeah. BB over there for OK Dub. But getting back to Devontae Smith, having some fun. As I talked about Divas mm. at the wide receiver position, Swole Batman on the opposite side is A.J. Brown. Now, we all know A.J. Brown, as I said, had close to 1,500 yards this year. But let me read this off to you, Kevin. Since that Chicago – forget about even the Chicago game, which he's had multiple eight, you know, target games. 12 against Dallas. I know it was Gardner Minshew. 13 targets against the Saints. Again, Gardner Minshew. But going back in that game where nobody was getting anything, he got eight targets for 67 yards against the Giants to end the season. Goes into the Giants' playoff game, 10 targets for 61 yards and a touchdown. Now, again, three targets, 36 yards against San Francisco. Nobody did much. But A.J. Brown is looking at going, you got to be kidding me. Where's my 10 targets, which is why we're waiting on the Super Bowl here. It's interesting the Eagles' philosophy has turned to, hey, A.J. Brown is the prototypical guy to throw a slip screen to as a wide receiver, but now they're using Skitty Batman there on the outside to do that. These props should all come in. It feels like it, but my goodness, just don't blow them out, Eagles, and they should. Yeah, keep it in range. Big Batman approves. 
of that <laughs> breakdown there. Which, by yes. the way, would make you my Robin, just so you know. Uh, There's a world nah, I'm out here next never. segment. If that's the case, I'll see you in Arizona. Mm. The show will be here for sure. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Super Bowl talk is always fun, and boy, does the Sports Grid Network have you covered all week long live, live from the Super Bowl out in the desert in Glendale, Arizona. But also, we have to remind ourselves, there are other sporting events going around. We talked already about some college basketball earlier today. Now it's time to hit the NBA hardwood. It's Monday, yes, but there are eight games here and a lot of intrigue surrounding all eight of these games. We have a handful picked out which seemingly makes the most sense to go over here. And let's take a look and start it out. 505-506 on the rotation. That's the Los Angeles Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets. If we take a look at this game, it's going to tip 7.30 p.m. Eastern here from Brooklyn. Look at this line. Minus seven, seven and a half, depending on where that's going to line up, at 220 as a total. Now, let's get into some of the moving parts. This has trade deadline impact here. This is taking a look at who's going to be available for the Brooklyn Nets, who's not there with Kyrie Irving, and also what the Clippers are going to bring to the table. If we take a look at this game overall, because what you're going to want to find out is who's in the estimated starting lineup in this game. If we're taking a look at the Los Angeles Clippers, Terrence Mann, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Avika Zubac. Okay, so it looks like we're going to get a full go shot here from those Clippers. But take a look at the Brooklyn Nets in this game. The reason why they're so much of a dog, Edmund Sumner is going to get the start at guard. Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal, welcome back Ben Simmons, and Nick Claxton as well. So certainly the firepower not there back for the Nets. The guys in the trade probably not going to be available for tonight. And also, more importantly, Kevin Durant still sitting this one out. So, Ben, as we take a look at this game overall, and you say to yourself, it's just as easy to bet against the Brooklyn Nets, but we've seen time and time again situations like this, other players rising to the occasion, because as we say, they get a paycheck as well. And are we going to be focused in? Is this the night that Ben Simmons scores, I don't know, Ben, more than 10 points? Maybe this is the time, DRS, for Ben Simmons to take on the lion's share of the production for the Brooklyn Nets. It's interesting, right? Because although Kyrie Irving has been there in Brooklyn, Kevin Durant has not for these past 12 games. And the Brooklyn Nets have been booked as an underdog in six 
of their last eight. This has been the expectation, even with Kyrie on the floor in the absence of KD. DRS, they've covered in five of their last six as an underdog, including in their last two as an underdog. When they have covered, they have won that basketball game outright. You would almost think, DRS, without Kyrie now, that this line might be closer to double digits. But that's not the case. I know the Clippers are on the road inside the Barclays Center in Brooklyn against the Nets, but it's only seven, seven and a half. Meanwhile, the Clippers are playing really good basketball here as of late, winning seven of their last nine games, covering in seven of their last eight. The Clippers rounding into form as we have seen both Kawhi and Paul George healthy and on the floor at the same time. So yes, DRS, the expectation, of course, is for the Clips, despite being on the road in an East Coast trip here in Brooklyn to win this basketball game and rather comfortably. But I would not be surprised of that resolve for the Brooklyn Nets in this first game without Kyrie Irving. DRS, we see it oftentimes, right? The first game when there's the narrative of, uh-oh, what are the Nets going to do? They overcome some of the shortcomings that will make themselves more apparent as time wears on. But that first game, that first response, that resolve is shown. I wouldn't be surprised if the Brooklyn Nets cover a seven and a half point spread. And mm. I think DRS, as we keep it going mm. here on this Monday morning, and that line stays up and the public starts to turn their attention to, uh-oh, the Nets without Kyrie. Now this line could end up closer to eight, eight and a half in favor of the Clippers. And I still think the Nets could keep this game within margin, although LA probably wins a short one on the road. Now let me ask you this question too. Let's have some fun here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. There are four player props up on points here, but they're all coming from a Clippers direction. Kawhi Leonard, 27 and a half. Paul George, 22 and a half. Ivica Zubac, nine and a half. And Marcus Morris at 12 and a half. Now obviously, nothing up for the Nets yet because we really don't know who's actually available to play tonight. But let me ask you this question. You're a BSS here at the network. There is a BS on the Nets, Ben Simmons. What are they going to hang his points prop tonight? And would it be enticing? Because I got to tell you, I get roped in. Like, when I see the eight and a half, so I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He said, like, if he has four at the break, you're like, man, I feel unbelievable at cashing this in. What is the number you think they hang on Ben Simmons when it's announced he's starting tonight? And B, Ben, will you take the other Ben to the over or under? I'm not going to take the over on a Ben Simmons points prop until I see him produce at that level. Mm. Sons, Kyrie Irving on the floor. But DRS, I would not be surprised. If it's up just a few points, a couple of weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, DRS, you remember well, the Brooklyn Nets on the road in Philadelphia. The points prop for Ben Simmons was 11 and a hook. His rebounding prop was seven and a half. And his assist prop was also seven and a half. It's the idea that he fills out the box score and that stat sheet outside of what he does in the scoring column. I would not be surprised, DRS, to see that points prop tonight for Ben Simmons if slash when it is set. At 12 and a half, 13 and a half. A small bump up in production expected from the scoring perspective. Probably his two other props in terms of the rebounds and assists. Still around that margin of six and a half, seven and a half, maybe even eight in a hook. I think his points prop, though, probably somewhere in the low teens. I would love to see him go over that before I necessarily bet the over. I'm not sure I would fade by taking the under given the production so far this year. But I don't think I would bet the over. DRS, I'll tell you one more player on Brooklyn to look out for, especially tonight. Mm. Cam Thomas, without Kevin Durant, has been coming off the bench and has been a 20-point scorer pretty much here in the recent four or five-game stretch for Brooklyn in terms of what he is doing from the points production standpoint with an even bigger role tonight and the ability for Cam Thomas to always believe in his offensive skill set. If the number is in the mid-teens, 17.5, 16.5, something around that ballpark, Mm. DRS, I think the over could be in play for Cam Thomas.
dealing with the trade deadline. And yes, it's coming up Thursday. And the one thing you don't want to miss out on is Friday's show here, which will be the early line live from out there in Arizona. Sure, Ben's probably going to ask me what my thought process would be on which sort of trades I liked from trade deadline Thursday. And I will give the most appropriate answers of the, at that time. So. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the next game here, Ben. 5-11-5-12 Dallas Mavericks, Utah Jazz. Why did we bring this game up? Because the Dallas Mavericks, yes, their fan base is excited. Again, getting Kyrie Irving, but you're down two players, and you don't have Kyrie Irving yet. Look at this line here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Minus mm. nine and a half right now with a total of 222 and a half. The anticipated starting lineups for both of these ball clubs, mainly fake, f- focused here around the Dallas Mavericks. Dilakina, Green, Hardaway Jr., Wood, and Powell. So two stripped-down organizations right now between the Nets and the Mavericks. If we take a look at the yeah. Jazz, Conley, Clarkson, Markinen, Olenek, and Kessler here that are lining up for the Jazz. A heavy favorite for Utah. Is this another one of those spots where you say, boy, I'm just going to fade the Mavericks because nobody's playing? Or does Utah Jazz take them lightly at elevation? And maybe you can sneak in the back door with a cover here for the Dallas Mavericks. Almost opposite DRS to how I feel about Brooklyn maybe showing that resolve that they have sent Kyrie Irving out and the market has worked against the Brooklyn Nets and now the expectation for the Nets is uh, far short of where it was entering this weekend before the trade request came out on Friday afternoon. I look at this as Dallas awaiting the arrival of Kyrie Irving. That is the attention now for the Mavericks for the future. This a tough spot, incredibly shorthanded against the Utah Jazz team that has been good on home floor despite an 8-11 and against the spread record as a home favorite in Salt Lake this year. I don't know if I would lay close to double digits with Utah, but I am certainly not fading the concept of here are the Mavericks shorthanded, but despite being shorthanded, they're going to come out and put up a competitive and close ball game here against the Utah Jazz. There is a reason, I think, DRS, this line is near double digits nine and a half now in favor of the Utah Jazz I agree with it I'm not sure I'm laying it with Utah again given the trends this year not covering numbers not booked as a home favorite all that often throughout this NBA season but there's a reason Dallas is a nine and a half point underdog in this basketball game being shorthanded on the road with that quick turnaround where I think a lot of the roster probably DRS let alone the fan base surrounding the Mavericks is focused on the future and when Kyrie Irving is going to make his debut in a Dallas uniform all right, keep it moving out to the Bay Area. Some tough times as well going on out there. Certainly representing the NBA well with winning a championship. Now, things looking a little bit cloudy here. We'll get to that right now. 513-514 on the rotation. That's the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors here at the FanDuel Sportsbook been a minus three and a half point favorite this morning and a 236 total. But as I just talked about here, the Golden State Warriors starting lineup tonight, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Wiggins, Green, and Looney expected to be in the lineup. There is a big void in there, yes, because Steph is going to be out for multiple weeks now, also missing the All-Star game with a leg injury, which could be devastating here. Not to say the Warriors can't make the playoffs, but my goodness, Ben, you wanted to at least get a home series on your court with how bad the Warriors have been on the road. Lining up for the Thunder tonight, Gilgis Alexander, Giddy, Wiggins, Williams, and Muscala. Now I'm going to ask you this question because we could pick a side in this game, but it's always interesting to me. Once Steph is not in the game, you certainly go right over to pool here. His points prop total, a 24 and a half here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And also SGA, my guy, 32 and a half. He's going to blow over that number. But who is going to win this game tonight? Any thoughts? And also maybe a player prop or two there from your side, Ben. I mean, SGA now has that expectation. Let's right? go. Those 30 point Let's basketball go. games all year long. So 32 and a half is fitting, and it might not be enough for Shea Gilgis Alexander. DRS, the last two years, 
The Oklahoma City Thunder have been one of the best cover teams in all of the sport. This year, as an underdog, in 37 of their 52 games, 24-12-1 ATS. Now, I would look at Oklahoma City getting three and a half on the road in San Francisco, maybe even the Thunder outright, and that still is my thought, but the benefit for the Golden State Warriors, despite being without Stephen Curry now for the next few weeks, they are back at home. And DRS, it's been the story for Golden State all season long. Terrible away from San Francisco, much better back in the Bay. 7-20 away from the Chase Center this year, 20-6 at home. This line is relatively short, three and a half points. We're looking more so at who is going to win this basketball game by a margin of four, five, or six points, and we're getting around those key numbers in the NBA. I would still back OKC as the underdog, given how good they have been covering numbers, DRS, but just because Steph Curry is not there, don't think, all right, Golden State is done. At home, the Warriors have held serve throughout this year. DRS, let me just say one more thing about the Thunder. Last year, they had one of the worst records in the NBA, of course, drafting number two overall and getting Chet Holmgren, who hasn't been out there on the floor yet this year, suffering an injury throughout the summer. But DRS, when you look at OKC, not only are they covering this year, much like they were last year, but they're also winning basketball games. They're two games below 500. I understand that, 25 and 27. And of course, the Western Conference got better overall yesterday with the Dallas Mavericks acquiring Kyrie Irving. But at two games under 500, at 25 and 27, DRS, they're just two games out of the five spot in the Western Conference standings. That's where Oklahoma City realistically has positioned themselves, led by SGA. So it's not only the Thunder covering numbers as a three-and-a-half-point dog on the road in San Francisco tonight, but also winning basketball games outright, DRS. I would look at Oklahoma City to maybe pull off the upset tonight in the Chase Center against the Dubs. There you go. You know, Sam Presti out here landing the plane with a lot of talent. Should be interesting next year. One quick one here. The Bucks and the Blazers out on the West Coast. It's not even about the side itself here. But the FanDuel Sportsbook, I know you guys love good odds boost tonight. If there is an odds boost for Dame Lillard combined hmm. with Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight in a points prop, I'm here for it. Because if we're looking at their past dozen games apiece, it's been absolutely outrageous. Yeah. And looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, Giannis's points prop, 34 and a half. Dame Lillard, 34 and a half. Two superstars, Ben. Quick thoughts. DRS, 40 or more for Dame in three of his last four, four of his last six. Again, expectation. The props are telling you the story, but we are mm. not going to fade Damian Lillard anytime soon. Some people say I'm the Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Sports Grid Network. That's just what I'm hearing. When it comes to basketball, here, for also, sure. I mean, that's it. That's why I do the highlights here. We, Me and you are the basketball guys here on the early line. Make no mistakes about it at this point. But... Everybody's working for the weekend. We are Super Bowl Sunday coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Back at it, last segment of the day here on a Monday, right here on the Sports Grid Network, Sirius XM Channel 159, DRS, and K-Dub. See K-Dub having a flu game today under the weather, gutting it out because of how important this week is to get all the information out to the people. And having some fun on the show, of course, here, make sure you stay tuned because Ben Stevens in the morning after coming up right after us here. A lot of fun topics today. There's a big NBA slate tonight on a Monday night with a lot of information that we just covered in the last segment. Who's in, who's out? Make sure you pay attention because you can get some pretty good lines here based on who's available and who's not and have some fun in those player props. Don't have a huge card in college basketball. It's certainly some games of note there. Miami and Duke certainly going to take off as well as Texas and also Kansas. But this week, it's all about the Super Bowl excitedness all across the board. The prop bets are filling up all the way through on the FanDuel Sportsbook, and we're certainly going to present that too, which is why everybody is working for the weekend here. Listen up. Getting off the ground before Super Bowl Sunday. Make sure you have everything in order. Now, a lot of you out there have already bet the game, a side or a total. You're comfortable with that, waiting on more and more prop bets to come out. Maybe you already took a, a decided advantage on one of these prop bets, rushing, anytime touchdown score market, receptions prop, whatever you might have. There's a lot more coming down the line, so make sure you choose and get the best information and also keep with the FanDuel Sports Talk for a lot of fun here on some of those odds boosts that are sure to be prevalent on Super Bowl Sunday. But the reason I say everybody's working for the weekend, because we are. Super Bowl Sunday is the finale to a fantastic season, and you guys know me. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm extra excited for the Andy Reid Bowl here and the Kansas City Chiefs. going to be great to watch Patrick Mahomes out there test that Philadelphia secondary and that pass rush here, but also from the Sports Grid Network here out in Arizona this week. Make sure you stay tuned to all the shows and all the programming, all the big-time celebrity guests and athletes that we're going to have across the air, but also giving you the information that you need to be a more informed gambler. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch the process play out this week, but we are, in effect, working for the weekend. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl 57 is finally on the horizon, and I can't wait. Stay tuned for Ben Stevens in the morning after. Coming up next, right here on the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.